All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, your go-to source for everything hockey. Live every weekday at noon Eastern. Happy holidays, hockey fans. Welcome into the final Daily Face-Off Live of the 2023 calendar year and the final show before we cruise on into the Christmas break. Welcome into everybody watching on the Daily Face-Off YouTube. The show, as always, is brought to you by Botano. Just another reminder that coming up tomorrow night, it is the Botano Holiday Prize Pool with $2,000 up for grabs. One of the many ways Botano is celebrating the holidays. No deposit required. You only need a Botano account to participate. He is our hockey insider, Frank Saravalli. Frank, are you ready for a couple of quiet days around the NHL? I am. And uh, just a little reminder for everyone, you can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. Don't ask me what's in my cup, Frank. I won't. I don't want to know. It's just coffee. Uh, All right. We have a couple of fun holiday-themed topics. Steven Wino is going to swing by in a little bit to talk about Alex Ovechkin in the Capitals. But first, let's talk about one of the results we saw last night, Frank. Yes, it was a Sabres home game on the schedule, but they were hosting the Maple Leafs. So in a barn filled with Toronto Maple Leafs fans, the Buffalo Sabres, well, they ultimately got the last laugh. It was Kyle Ocpozo literally laughing on the bench after scoring the sixth goal of the game. They pop home nine on the Toronto Maple Leafs and send a lot of fans uh, back on that long car ride home pretty disappointed. Um, This was just a stomping all around, Frank. I always like seeing the Sabres do this to the Leafs. Not that I'm an anti-Leafs guy. I like the Leafs. I'll talk about them in a positive light in a bit. But when you have to play on home ice in front of nothing but road fans, more or less, I would imagine it felt pretty good for the Sabres. Well, it had to feel especially good coming off of last game. I mean, you heard the chants in their building, fire Donnie. I mean, people are calling for the coach's head. They're upset with Kevin Adams, the GM. 
They're wondering if Terry Pagula is going to step in for a team that has the longest playoff drought going in the NHL. And for me to, to see that all play out, it was like hockey kind of wrapped up in one nice present because you never really know what you're going to get night to night. And as well as the Leafs have been playing and to come out with a game like that, Austin Matthews called it one of the worst games he's seen since he joined the Toronto Maple Leafs. And there's no real predicting this sport. And more than that, um, I think for the Sabres moving forward, like you could kind of almost see it coming. Like Mike Harrington from the Buffalo news during the game the other night against Columbus was tweeting, of course, they're going to beat the Leafs on Thursday night. Like he would, it's like, you could, I don't know. It's a weird sport and uh, good for the Sabres to bounce back. I think we just have a lot more questions to ask about the Toronto Maple Leafs and their goaltending does Ilya Samsonov need to go with the Jack Campbell route? Go go to the Marlies? What does he have to do? Well, the interesting thing with Samsonov is he's only got the one more year at 3.8 million bucks, Frank. So if the Leafs wanted to eventually, at some point, upgrade their goaltending, is it that insane to think that they could maybe find a taker for this final few months stretch of Samsonov's season? Like, he's been bad. Four-plus goals against in seven of his 14 starts. That is flat-out terrible. But again, one year left. Like they could probably offload this guy in a trade, no? I think they could for sure. Um, the funny thing about Samsonov and the reason why it hasn't been as big of a topic league wide until these last 10 days or so is because look at his record. He still managed to pile up points here for the Leafs, really kind of in spite of his bad play. If that, I'm pretty sure that record is correct, five, two, and five, like. He's gotten points in 10 out of his 12 games that he's gotten a decision on. That's a wild number. So um, they've been able to mask it for a bit, but I don't think any longer. And I think from a pure trade perspective, there has to be someone out there that think about Samsonov and the level that he got to last season. Someone was willing to take a flyer on Mackenzie Blackwood last summer for a sixth round pick. And they're they're trying to rehab his game in San Jose. It had been three years since we had seen good goaltending from Blackwood. We saw it last year from Samsonov. He's really struggled. And now he's someone that clearly needs a change of scenery, whether it's in the AHL or somewhere else in the NHL. And what a boost that would be for the Leafs. Yes, maybe leaves you not on the most solid of ground with uh, Joe Wall and also uh, Martin Jones, who would be your second guy. But... That would also give you seven million bucks in cap space to play with, with um, the LTIR money for John Klingberg. So all of that is it adds up to a really significant price point for the Leafs that they could really do some damage if they're able to slide Samson off somewhere else instead of putting him in the minors. And we know they could use some help on the blue line as well. So that extra little bit of walking around money would be nice for Leafs GM Brad Tree Living. Maybe that's what he's hoping for under the tree this year. Frank, open up a box and it just says cap space. And you're like, oh, my God, what, what a gift. Yeah, you can't. That doesn't happen twice. You already got to get out of jail free card with Klingberg after that bad signing. His injury, chef's kiss for the Leafs. Now you're probably going to have to dig your way out with this Samsonov deal. All right, well, then let's talk about maybe what some teams, players, GMs are going to be hoping for under the tree or in their stocking this holiday season. Frank, and we'll start out east. I will keep the Leafs talk going for a second. I'll give you my first stocking stuffer. It's health for Austin Matthews. I want to see this guy score 70 goals. I like seeing great players do things that we don't see that often. And scoring 70 goals would be right up there, in my opinion, with Connor McDavid popping home 150 points in a season. 
you just you don't see this kind of stuff happen. In my opinion, the only thing stopping Matthews from hitting 70 is health. So I would love to gift him health. I mean, you're a generous guy, so I understand it. And also, the nice thing about that gift is you could give it to all 32 teams. I'm sure all 32 teams would like to be healthy. So Austin Matthews to score 70, I mean, sign me up. He's on pace for 71, I think, after last night's game. And when you look at where he's at, it's already missed. He's already missed one, so still on pace for 71. You just can't miss 5 or 10 in order to get there. It just won't happen. What's your first stocking stuffer for the East? Uh, it would be for some goaltending for the Carolina Hurricanes. I think one of the real tough parts about evaluating teams that we've run into, and it's been especially a focal point this season, is how much of what we've seen from goaltending is what's happening in front of them. It's like the one analytics stat we haven't figured out yet is sort of independently analyzing goaltending. And maybe some teams, maybe the Carolina Hurricanes are ahead of others in terms of analyzing that and breaking it down. But it sure feels to me like the Canes have a really good team that have just not gotten a save this season. Pyotr Kochetkov has played better of late. He's brought his uh, save percentage back closer to 900, as you see here. Freddie Anderson is on the men from the blood clots. Antti Ranta is searching for his game on, on a desert island in the AHL. And this is a team that desperately needs help in a in a win-now mode. So give me some goaltending for the Canes as a stocking stuffer. I, that team would take right off a team sort of right in a playoff spot or right around the fringes of it uh, these last 10 days, despite having 32nd-ranked goaltending in the league. All right, so I'm going to go out west here now, Frank, and I'll give you – I have a couple. First, I have a top-six center for the Winnipeg Jets. That one just nice and literal. I'm sure Kevin Cheveldeoff would love to find one on the trade market. If you were to put like a high-end second line center in this lineup, you kind of start to see how all the pieces would shift around and you go, damn, that's all of a sudden a really good forward group. But I also like to get a little bit weird with mine, Frank. So I'm also going to say, have your kids ever given you like the coupon book or something like that when for a Christmas present where it's like good for one hug or something like that? Uh, no, they haven't. It might be because they just don't, they don't like me. So, uh, or they don't like to write. So maybe that's it. I don't get it. It's like, no. Okay, but you get the idea. You get the premise yes. of it. I would like. I to used give... to do that. It'd be like, "Hey, I'll, like, what? This is good for one free babysitting session." I'd give that to yeah. my parents. There you go. Um, I have the similar idea, but for the LA Kings, it's going to be a coupon and kind of like a get out of jail free card. They can opt out of a first round matchup against the Edmonton Oilers this year. I think this Kings team is so legit, but I just don't think they want to risk losing to the Oilers in round one for a third straight season. I think they're capable of going on a really deep run. But that might be the dragon they can't slay as Connor McDavid and the Oilers. So if it comes to that, Rob Blake, Todd McCullen and company, you have this coupon from me. You can just opt out. You can pick a different matchup. Uh, here's the thing. I don't think they're going to have to play the Oilers in the first round. I think the Kings are going to finish second or third and get that matchup that they can at least avoid them for the first round for a third year in a row. But um, I don't know. I The Canucks... It's crazy. The Canucks are exactly dead nuts tied with the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, points percentage, same games played right at the top of the Pacific and also right at the top of the NHL at the moment in terms of overall points gained, which is crazy. What's your stocking stuffer for the West? So stocking stuffer for the West is, speaking of the Canucks, and we just talked about how nice it would be if the Toronto Maple Leafs had some walking around money in addition to the $4.15 million that they have from John Klingberg. What if the Canucks could swap out Andre Kuzmenko, who's been a healthy scratch? For me, 
That's it. That's the ticket. That's the gift is give the Canucks a path forward to move on from Andre Kuzmenko. I'd have to think that there's an opportunity to do so based on what we saw last season, almost touching 40 goals, 70 plus points in his first season in the NHL. You don't just wake up and forget how to be a good hockey player. For me, that's the one thing is he clearly is a square peg in a round hole for Rick Tockett and the Canucks. But if they could get five plus million dollars in cap space to either improve their forward group a little bit more or continue adding to that back end, all of a sudden, a little twinkle in my eye, I could see the Vancouver Canucks as a legitimate Stanley Cup threat. Yeah, I mean, if you could, if you get 5.5 million, Frank, every GM in the league would love to find a way to create that. Uh, we're running a little long here, so let's keep cruising on our holiday show. We're going to do our nice list in a bit, but first, let's get the naughty list out of the way, Frank. Let's give some slaps on the wrist. I'll go first on this one. The Penguins power play. It is without a doubt, all five of them, even six of them, if you want to count some of the guys on the second unit, they deserve to be on the naughty list. It is very rare that one aspect of a team's game can crater their playoff chances as hard as it has. But for the month of November, it was terrible. And we outlined on the show during the month how many one-goal games where their power play was going 0-3, 0-4. And it's like, if you were operating at 25%, you might have two more wins under your belt and be sitting in a playoff spot. The Penguins' power play, it is on the naughty list. All right, I got uh, GMs who have unnecessarily fired their coaches this year. They're on the naughty list. It's so easy to change out the coach. You can't trade some guys, can't make a trade. It's so hard in this league to make a trade. You know, it's uh, it's really difficult. Dollar in, dollar out. Um, I, I would say that's it for me. Jay Woodcroft winning three playoff rounds and getting one full 82-game season as head coach of the Edmonton Oilers is borderline criminal. We've had other GMs in the league for 10-plus years and have won one playoff series, and yet they still are employed. So, look, no one's feeling terribly bad for the coaches. They're hired to be fired. They know going into it. But for me, that one sticks out to me. I, I don't. I haven't been in touch with Jay Woodcroft, but I can't imagine that he's feeling too great at this holiday season. It's still a tough one to wear. Uh, the other one for me, the naughty list, is the goaltender's instability at the position. I say all the time, we should change the name of the sport from hockey to goalie because if you don't have one, you can't win. We just talked about the Carolina Hurricanes and how their goaltending is sinking their season. Look around the league. The Oilers' tough start probably cost Jay Woodcroft his job. Definitely cost Dean Evason his job in Minnesota. How many times year after year do we see a two-week run of poor goaltending that ends up with someone's head on the firing line? So for me, uh, that one uh, is is tough to swallow, and I'm going to look at those two positions. And by the way, goalies are getting squeezed. They're going to continue to get squeezed. The market for goalies is changing. We're seeing the Kings not spending a lot on goaltending. We could see the Leafs, as we just talked about, if they move Samsonov. They might not spend a lot on goaltending. That could be the new big trend in the NHL. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Uh, the second one I had quickly, Frank, to wrap this one up is stick swinging incidents. I don't know why these are making a weird comeback, but we had Jacob Truba on Trent Frederick. I know they fought a couple of, or about a week ago as well. We had Brendan Smith earlier in the year on Travis Konechny. We had Alex Petrangelo in last year's playoffs. I don't understand it. Did these guys get coupons last year for going to the Chris Simons School of Self-Defense? I The stick swinging incidents got out of hand for a little bit here. I am hoping that's a trend we leave in 2023. It's still wild to see some of the old school videos of these guys just like it's like right out of slap shot, but that's really how it was. All right, uh, let's get to the nice list and wrap this up on a positive note. Frank, we talked a little bit about Kuzmenko, maybe Patrick Alvin making to look a looking to make a deal. He gets on my nice list because it's always great when there's an active GM in the league who gives us stuff to talk about every day. Yes. Oh, good news. Um, what do you what do you got on the nice list? So I'm going to say um, this is a golden age of scoring defensemen. I mean, you look at the embarrassment of riches that we have now on the back end. And it's not just Kale McCarr, but you look at Quinn Hughes and his explosion this season. We've got five defensemen in the league at this exact juncture at Christmas that are on track for more than a point per game or at least flirting with it. And so when you consider um, how important the defenseman has been to the overall game, um, you know, you look at it, it's changed the aspect of how we view scoring, I think, around the league. When you have Eric Carlson last year, 100-point defenseman, you know, it's a pretty special crop that we're seeing right now. So I wanted to give a shout-out to the golden age of scoring defensemen and got to give some love to Sidney Crosby. He's definitely on the nice list. As bad as the Penguins have been, he's been their one shining light, on track for 50 goals this year and 90 points. Sid, I know he's not the kid anymore, but, man, he's aged pretty well. And so... It's kind of been lost. I know it's been talked about a little bit, but not nearly enough love for Sidney Crosby and what he's doing right now at his at this stage of his career um, at a time when he probably himself didn't even think he would still be playing after all that he went through in the beginning part of his career. Just the Penguins, he can't drag him along into the playoffs with him. Yeah, it would be great to see one last good playoff run out of Sidney Crosby. Last one for me on the nice list, Frank. It is Capitals forward Ivan Marashnichenko, a guy who was diagnosed with Hodgkin lymphoma on his 18th birthday, not only battles through cancer, battles his way to the NHL, gets to make his debut alongside his childhood hero in Alexander Ovechkin. The Capitals, back when he made his debut, shared an awesome video of Ovi giving him a hug in the locker room after the game. This is the best feel-good story of the NHL season. Yeah, hard to disagree with that. All right, uh, we should not keep Stephen Wine awaiting any longer. Speaking of those Washington Capitals, let's get into it with the All-32. The All-32 is delivered by DoorDash for a limited time. Our Canadian listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $25 or more. All you need to do is download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code NATION25. It's the holidays. You want to kick your feet up. You don't want to work. You don't want to cook. Make DoorDash your holiday hack this holiday season. Stephen Wino from the Associated Press, always a pleasure to welcome you into the show. And we can't really start any Washington Capitals conversation without talking about Alex Ovechkin. From your perspective, is this just a slump or are we starting to see legitimate signs that 
Father Time is finally catching up to Obi. Yeah, Tyler, Father Time is undefeated, and and, and we know that 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 scores don't do this. And other other than Phil Esposito, no one other than Alex Ovechkin has scored like this into their mid now late thirties. But there's a little bit of of bad luck going on, some puck luck that's keeping Alex Ovechkin from scoring. Not maybe 15, 20 goals at this point, but he should have more than six this season. I do think it's a little bit more indicative of, of kind of falling off a cliff. Hockey players rarely age gracefully. And, and we are seeing Alex Ovechkin looks a lot like a 38-year-old hockey player. And, and he's now on pace, even after ending the goal drought at 14 games, uh, on pace now for a little over 16 goals in this season. And when he's 66 away from, from Wayne Gretzky, the, the math's getting really hard now. Yeah, the math is getting hard, Stephen. And, um, you know, I'm looking at Ovi's game and I just, I'm seeing the slowdown, but I'm trying to correlate between Ovi slowing down and the Washington Capitals being in a playoff spot for the bulk of this year. They kind of seem to be defying the odds for a team that really has struggled to score overall and not just with Ovechkin. And the one correlation that I can come up with is John Carlson being back in the lineup this year. How much of the cap success that they've experienced to this point this year has been on John Carlson's back. It's a lot on John, John Carlson's back, Frank, but the entire defense really. And, and, and the structure of this team, because from one to six, now you have Joel Edmondson on your third pair. You have Trevor Van Riemsdyk, the depth this team now has on defense and the structure they're playing with under Spencer Carberry, a first time NHL head coach is keeping them in games. They have an absurd record when they score two or more goals in regulation. This is a team that, one of the worst scoring teams in the league, one of the worst power plays in the league, but they're getting production from guys like Dylan Strome, who has a team leading 13 goals. John Carlson's playing all the minutes, and 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 I think the Capitals are going to need to kind of mediate that as the season goes on. They're going to add Ethan Bear in the coming weeks to be able to kind of take a load off of John Carlson with another right shot defenseman, but he isn't a do-it-all guy. Like when he took the puck to the head in the game last year, that Alex Ovechkin passed uh, Gordy Howe for second on the, on the scoring list. That changed the course of the capital season last year. There's no one who can eat the minutes and play all situations like John Carlson does for this team. What else have you noticed from first year head coach Spencer Carberry? You mentioned they're playing with more structure, but what are some of the noticeable differences in their game this season? He he he's, he takes more accountability to players publicly, and you can notice it. And it's almost as if that the team wanted that from him. That he he's he's calling guys out publicly, and you're seeing results on the ice. This is a, a team that's playing more structured defensively and doing less of the dumb stuff. They're, they're still committing offensive zone penalties, and that's something that I think he's frustrated about as, as anyone else. But they're committing fewer turnovers in, in, in the neutral zone that's kind of feeding a, a rush. They're not allowing a lot of goals off the rush, which is something that was killing them throughout last season when they, they did not have John Carlson, and, and it was hurting the goalies. And when you have decent goaltending out, out of Darcy Kemper and Charlie Lindgren, and they kind of know where shots are coming from, that's a bit of a change we've had. We've seen under Mitch, under Mitch Love, Spencer Carberry. It, it is now you kind of know where shots are coming from, and it's a little bit more predictable of a game than we saw out of the Capitals last year. So the Caps have been a hard team to figure out, Stephen. Do they make the playoffs? Yes or no? I picked them to make the playoffs at the start of the year. They're still a borderline team, and 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 there's a little bit of smoke and mirrors and 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 how they've been winning without Alex Ovechkin scoring and and the power play woes and all this. But the penalty kill has been terrific. I still think if they're on the borderline come March, it's going to be a really difficult decision or set of decisions for Brian McClellan. Nick Dow's going to have a lot of trade value. Joel Edmondson's going to have a lot of trade value. There are going to be guys, even Charlie Lindgren, with a year left on his contract, given how many teams need goaltending in this league. 
he could be in the business of, of being a seller and being able to put this team in a good position. But if you're trying to go one more playoff run, win another playoff round with Alex Ovechkin on this team, with this core still, minus Nicholas Backstrom, obviously, it's going to be a really difficult decision. It's, it's probably a coin flip at this point with teams like Carolina and New Jersey probably getting their acts together. But this is the, the Capitals, the way they're playing right now, they're winning games they shouldn't be winning. And if their game gets together, they could actually literally be in the mix, mix by April. All right, you mentioned Lingren, and we had an interesting story pop up in the last week or so. Again, your book is over your left shoulder there. Odd man in. You wrote an entire book about the NHL's e-bug situation, some of the unreal stories that have unfolded from there. So if you haven't gotten a copy yet, get Odd Man in. But should the NHL be changing this rule after all, Stephen, with regards to rosters, or do you like the stories? I love the stories, and, and it's still incredibly rare that it actually happens where a guy has to go into a game. We're, we're still like one terrible situation away from, you know, GMs are going to get together if an emergency, if Viniba goes in and into a game and gets lit up and doesn't win. The David Ayers thing already created tons of complaints around the league when he went in and allowed goals on, on the first couple of shots. But I, I do think there's going to be more discussion about this. There's there's always discussion about this at the league and, and, and the team level because it, it would be embarrassing for a team to bring in an e-bug, get blown out in a game, as much as the, the stories have been cool, and they have been, that there, we, we know we're one bad situation away from people screaming for change. Great stuff. He brings good analysis, and he brings us a nice stocking stuffer idea as well. He's the Associated Press National Hockey Writer. He's based out of Washington. Stephen, appreciate your work, and hope you have a good holiday break. Happy holidays, guys. Moving along on Daily Faceoff Live to our inbox question, hashtag AskDFO, and it is brought to you by Tourism Jasper. Time to start planning your next trip. And maybe you want to come north of the border. It's time to discover Jasper. If you're a skier, you can get the escape card, which provides 50% off full day lift tickets all season long with no blackout dates. If you're a hockey player, maybe you want to come up for the pond hockey tournament happening in, I mean, under a month already at the Fairmont JPL. Frank can attest to it. It is a good damn time. Dude, it's so awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Less than a month away. Got to get in game shape. Got to go. 100%. Book your next trip. Venture beyond. Go to jasper.travel for more information. Your Ask DFO inbox question, Frank, is also holiday themed. Do you have a favorite hockey Christmas gift you got as a kid? Mm. Oh, I'm going to have to think about this. Yeah, I think I distinctly remember getting the... And Tyler, this is like way before your time. This is before you're even born. The Wayne, like up until Wayne Gretzky started using the aluminum Easton stick, no one, and we're talking shaft, and then you have to add a blade in. It wasn't the idea of a one piece was so far off in the distance, but the silver bulky Easton shaft, I remember getting that under the tree one year because up until then we had used, I had actually uh, grew up playing uh, on the Paul Coffey wooden Sherwood followed by uh, the Reggie Leach blade, which I used for a long time. Uh, I love that, Reggie the rifle. But that was like one of those Christmas gifts that stands out from a hockey perspective. As I think it was maybe like seven or eight, and that sort of broke under the scene. And, you know, it was kind of off to the races from there. It was like everyone showed up the next week at practice with their new shiny toy. Uh, that's great for me, and I will date myself a little bit with this. I remember being... I was either 11 or 12, and I got my first ever hockey jersey with a name on the back, Frank. And I was so excited to finally have a guy's name on my back. It was Jordan Everly. 
Were you just shooting blanks before then? Just blanks? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know what it was. I think my parents were kind of like, ah, you grow out of them so fast. Like, why would we spend so much money on a jersey if you're going to be grown out of it right away? Um, but I remember getting my first jersey with the name on the back and being so fired up. And I eventually got it signed, too. So I probably still somewhere around here have you, that jersey. You guys are dating yourselves. You said Eberly, our producer Gavin, says his was Alish Hemsky. So, uh, yeah, um, I get it. I think my first ever jersey with a name on the back was John LeClaire. Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good Philly answer, Frank. I also love, you You plugged this on the DFO rundown, but the tradition you have with your boy of getting him a new jersey every year with his age and his name on the back, I think that's so sweet. Yeah, so just something I kind of like started by accident uh, when he was three. Um, and since then, every year at Christmas, I get him a jersey with his age on the back, you know, that number. And so this year, Happens to be a retired number in van. I got him uh, number 10 and I got him the flying skate, uh, which, you know, always try and change it up. Like the first year of the Kraken with the inaugural season, I got him that one, like get him something different every year. So uh, that's been cool to kind of go around the league, not picking any favorites, just, just whatever Jersey's cool at the moment. Bouncing around. I like that. Uh, let's move along to our Botano daily bets for the day. I'm coming off a sweep last night. Colorado comes from behind, covers the puck line. The over absolutely smashes between Edmonton and New Jersey as well, thanks to a third-period effort by the Oil. Uh, tonight, Frank, a couple of plays, and they're both shot props. The first one, as you can see at the bottom, it's Ryan Nugent Hopkins plus 107 to go over two and a half shots. He's hit this in four of his last five. The one game he missed it was the one game they moved him off Connor McDavid's line, so I'm fully expecting Ryan Nugent Hopkins to be back with 97 tonight, fully expecting him to shoot a lot of rubber in their game against the Rangers. And my second one, another shot prop, Travis Konechny, plus money to go over three and a half shots tonight. He's hit this mark in three of his last four games. They're taking on a Red Wings team that's struggling a bit and giving up a lot of shots, so I like Travis Konechny to hit his prop as well. Konechny and Nuge, both plus money shot props to bring me into the holiday weekend, Frank, which... Brings us yeah. to garbage time. Oh. You've been killing it. I like the last week you've been on fire. Yeah. I, you know, it's something about betting with, uh, with Christmas gifts on the line, you know, trying to get a little bit of extra coin for people. It, it, it fires me up. Yeah. Uh, I said like, before, I, I miss it. You're the generous guy. We, we miss having crown Royal and the generous guy here. Uh, let's move along to uh, garbage time, which is brought to you by the daily face off survivor game and our friends at Wendy start earning with Wendy's rewards. Now you can download the app and when you're getting lunch, you're kind of double dipping a little bit when you're racking up Wendy's points. Only 15 people are left this week in the daily face off survivor game. It was a tough, tough go. Maybe the new year, Frank will be bring us better luck. Ain't no joke that that survivor pool. I'm telling you it's uh. I struggle like all the time. I'm like crunching the numbers. Hey, does this make sense? Can I shade the odds one way or another? And half the time I just go with a team to win because it's the best coin flip there is. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's wrap up with a nice clip from Connor McDavid. Frank, he's starting to get a little spicy in some of these postgame press conferences. We heard him talking about Connor Bedard the other day, and he goes, oh, I'll answer this question for the thousandth time. Last night, he had another good moment in his postgame presser. Devils highly touted players is obviously Jack Hughes and I'm curious to hear your thoughts on his overall play and some of the comparisons that he's uh, had to Wayne Gretzky uh, having won the Hart Trophy and also um, and also having the career you have I'm curious to hear your assessment on him um, yeah obviously a really you know really good young player dude I, I, can't, I love how um, like it zooms uh, in on uh, his facial expression as he's about to answer it it's like did the guy that 
asked the question, is he also the guy filming it? I, I have no idea. I don't know the, the backstory or details here. All I'm saying is there's no chance that this person asked the question, like hoping to get a rise out of Connor McDavid. Is there like, is this no, there, no he's way. not being pranked? I, I, the zoom in was from our uh, good daily face off social media producer, Matt Wozniak. It's his uh, video editing skills getting in there a little bit. Um, but I, the first I like how there's the first eyebrow raise and it almost feels like McDavid is like thinking about it a little bit. And then you get the next like Frodo eyebrows being like, no, that guy legitimately just asked me if Jack Hughes and Wayne Gretzky. You, like, you, could, you could see it was like WTF, WTF. Like he was like in his brain, it was exploding. Like what is happening here? Yeah, that is a, a nice chuckle to bring us into the holiday break. Look, you're a reporter. Shoot your shot, man. Like, do your thing. Ask your question. That's why you're there. You're supposed to generate or elicit, and I don't mean silly reaction, but you're supposed to generate some thought. It's just like, love Jack Hughes, love the player. You got to lead a league in scoring for once before you can even be mentioned in the same sentence as Wayne Gretzky, and even then, the only comparison here is with the guy you're asking the question to. Come on. Uh, and just, again, I'll share this because I know Bleacher Report put it out last night to give the reporter a bit of a break. Over the summer, Wayne Gretzky did do a video where he said Jack Hughes reminds him a lot of himself. So maybe that's where we got it from. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, all right, Frank, you enjoy the holiday break. I will be chatting with you again in 2024. To everyone who watches this show every day, whether it's live on the YouTube, live on Twitter, or listens along in podcast form, we appreciate you being with us, and we can't wait to keep it rolling in 2024. Have a happy holidays. Stay safe and enjoy the break. Thanks for tuning in to Daily Faceoff Live. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? 
but there's more. You gotta decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount, and that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's gonna find the back of the net first, and you're gonna wanna be careful, because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you gotta predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.